and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey, friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 48. Today, we are talking about confidence. How does one become confident? You're gonna be confident. Oh, my God. It's a musical now, apparently. Apparently. Like a, it was always a, a well, musical. No, sorry, 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 sorry. A movie. <laughs> yeah. It was two movies, not one movie. We... It's a thing. Yeah, I... Sorry, we lost everyone. Wicked. Wicked. Okay, wait. the song reference was popular. Mm-hmm. You know this because you listened to us and you know Wicked. because Confidence. You, but you were talking... Confidence. You were singing popular. Yes. Which is sung by Galinda in... Wicked, which everyone who listens to this knows because you are people. Apologies for the tangent at the top of the show. This is our third time starting the show, and I'm already most of the way through my show beer. And we had two beers at dinner. So here we are. (laughs) And we don't drink very often anymore. This is true. Anyway, so Wicked, the musical, is apparently going to be a two-movie spectacular, and what happens in the second half of Wicked? Um, Not defying gravity. Falling action? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't, it's been a long time since I saw that show. Uh, but you remember stuff from the first half. Yeah, because they, like, it all, like, eventually resolves is all of it in the second act. I don't know. Uh, for good is in the second act. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we digress already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're bound to have a fun night tonight. First, at the top, I always remind you that we have a companion substack. It's lettersfromtheroadpod.com. You can give us your email address and we will send you letters for free mm-hmm. in your inbox twice a week to stories and encouragement from your traveling friends sort of letters. You can also kick us a few bucks there if you'd like by upgrading your subscription. It's $5 per month or $40 for the year or $100 for the year at the founding member level. That gives you access to our Pin Pals Discord, which is just a fun little online chat with our friends. Yeah. We do some other fun, fun stuff with that group once in a while, like virtual happy hours and game nights and such. We like chatting with them. It's a lot of fun. You should probably join us if you're thinking about it. Yeah, but most of all, it just really means a lot to us. Yeah, that, uh, we're a listener. You support su- us. We're a listener and reader-supported publication, so we appreciate that. Yep. Anyway, what are we drinking tonight, Clay? We have mostly finished, at least <laughs> our first, of Argonaut from Icicle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a fantastic hazy IPA. Really, really good. A little it's, grapefruity. Yeah, grapefruity. Exactly. Which isn't one of the tasting notes that they gave, but it totally is grapefruity. They're moving all the way into the IPAs already. Like, there's so few dark beers already. I mean, they had, like... I mean, it has been warm around here. Dark Friday in November, December, and, like, had all these, like, dark beer releases, and then, I was kind of ready for it, honestly. Yeah, totally. I'm still, like, hanging on to ski season. (laughs) So There's nothing wrong with IPAs for ski season. Oh. I like dark beer when it's cold, but it's been like mm-hmm. more like spring skiing already anyway, which has me a little concerned, but it's fun. I am so excited. <laughs> Why are you excited, Clay? Well, we went out this last weekend. We did. You did your first blue. And I rode my first blue. You crushed it. Yeah, it was Shred a lot it. of fun. You made it look easy. 
but it was expensive because we went to Stevens where you work. Yes. Um, the passes were free. Well, free-ish. Yeah, but we had to rent gear mm-hmm. and didn't have a rental pass, mm-hmm. and that was pricey. Yeah. But you convinced me and found a good deal, uh-huh. and I finally ordered my own gear. Yes. So I have a board and boots coming. Yes, you do. So I'm so stoked for you. Yeah, I can't wait. End of the week. Yeah. It's supposed to come. Get back out there. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I am so stoked. I uh, skied every every day but one in the last week. You skied a lot today, too. I did. I did. I had a great day. It was my day off of work, so I went back to where I work. (laughs) Because, you know, as you do. Mm -hmm. To go play. If you work at a cool place. (laughs) And, yeah, I just, I only had, like, a couple hours because they're not open very late on Mondays. That's why I'm off because I work night skiing. But it was still really fun. And, yeah, I knocked out. I think almost 8,000 feet of vertical. Yeah, you, you skied a lot good. today. Yeah. I hit uh, most of the blues on the mountain. That's amazing. I, I, haven't hit the, I haven't hit the backside yet. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, it's been like a pretty chill week. Yeah, I worked. I skied. <laughs> I skied at work. You worked, you skied, you skied at work. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, this is just a skiing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hung out around the campground, played with yeah, the kids, yeah. you know, made more friends, mm-hmm. walked the dog, walked into town, got some coffee and biscuit breakfast oh, sandwiches. Yes, we had the perfect Leavenworth morning on Saturday. Saturday? Sunday. 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 So we skied Saturday. Sunday, we got up and Clay and I, we walked to town and we walked first to our favorite pastry place, but we were early this time, so they weren't open yet. Yeah, they don't open So we kept walking Sunday. and we went yeah. down to Argonaut Coffee. Mm-hmm. And biscuits. And biscuits. <laughs> and we had some coffee and biscuits. And oh my God, it was so good. It's mostly outside seating or all outside seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Frankie with us. And so we sat down and we had really delicious coffee. And we just had the drip coffee, and then we had these biscuit breakfast sandwiches that were to die for. They were so good. Really? To die for? I well, You would die for that? Okay, fine. That was <laughs> a little bit. But they had really good ham. Oh, it was just so tasty. And, and like arugula, like a, yeah, and like a spicy mayo situation. Yeah. And the biscuits were so oh, like Oh, God. It was so good. Oh it was like one of the best breakfast things I've had in town so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. Really, really beautiful. And it's like, Argonaut, it's like on the side of the of town that's like almost to the mountains. Like it's as you head into the canyon kind of that mm-hmm. way. And so it's like a beautiful view and it was snowing like big fluffy flakes on us at that point. It was like flurrying. It was like snow globe snow. It was so pretty. Yeah. It was so fun. And then we decided to still walk back and get our pastries on the way back. Of course we did. What's the name of the pastry place? It's Bavarian Bakery or something? Yep, Bavarian Bakery. Uh, It's very simple. There's not really a sign even. There is. Uh, Well, not a big one. It's like a big one on the side of the building. Oh, it's on the... Okay, but like when you're walking like along to Mm, there, you don't really see anything. Yeah, for sure. But it's on the corner there with Chumstick, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's so good. It's really, really good. Uh, so we walked back uh, that way because it was like on our way back mm-hmm. and um, grabbed delicious pastries. 
Uh, yeah. I don't know what the thing is... I like is called, but it's like a, it's almost like a almond paste filled. They just call it a poppy seed claw. Yeah. But it's like yeah. poppy seed almond paste filling. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It tastes like my mom's poppy seed bread, but, but like, like as a filling a inside of a pastry. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's delicious. I haven't had a they bad were, thing there yet. They were out of my favorite thing. But oh, yeah. yeah. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. Apparently at the coffee shop, some ladies saw Frankie and said, a floof. Yes. I <laughs> there missed was like it. a group of women that were coming up to it as we were leaving. And they were like, a floof. Um, <laughs> it was cute. Oh, and on our way back, between the two, we were walking past some of the hotels down in town there. And uh, we saw and heard Alpenhorns. Mm-hmm. Two gentlemen in lederhosen were standing on a lead on a balcony, playing Alpenhorns. Because apparently we live in Disneyland Deutschland. <laughs> it's so great. It was pretty cool. It, it was, was actually, actually really, really pretty. I'll yeah. I'll try and post some of the the video yeah. I took because it was it was with the snow falling and stuff. It was really. Mm-hmm fucking cheesy but so cute and yeah. fun and with the mountains and uh, it's a beautiful place here for sure it's really great so that was kind of the excitement of the week not too many things to report other than skiing and eating yeah <laughs> i mean it was an okay week <laughs> it really was it really we was. watched a super bowl well you did yeah, kids and I did. I worked. the The mountain was actually pretty busy. I was surprised. A lot of people were like, "I don't fucking care about the Super Bowl." Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, I had two teams that I cared about in it. I mean, I grew up a Chiefs fan. Yeah, but then you were and a fan of Purdy. Brock Purdy, the mm-hmm. 49ers quarterback, was Iowa State's quarterback. Yep. And uh, yeah, I was actually hoping the the Niners would win because of that, but didn't pull it out. <clears throat> BP didn't have his best game, but yeah. that's all right. Yeah, well, it's, it's still the, fun to the watch. Taylor Swift conspiracy. <laughs> it's got to be. Yes, exactly. God. Uh, Oldest and I were watching it saying like, oh, my gosh, it's going to go. It's going to be 13-13 going into overtime. <laughs> but it, awesome. it wasn't. No. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really see any of it because I was working. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was fine with that. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty chill week, though. I mean, yeah. we're, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, it's fine. Talk about our. What's coming up? Our our big change. God, it doesn't feel that big. I think we've kind of eased into it. We've talked about it. like we. I think we foreshadowed this. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to be renting a house. Yeah, we're getting a house. Getting we're a house. we're uh, moving ish this week. I mean, it's yeah. it's funny because like for a long time we were moving every week, right? But yeah, we're uh, moving m- our belongings <clears throat> out of our teeny tiny house into a sort of tiny house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, we're uh, we're we're gonna stay mm, stay put ish in Leavenworth for the next year or so. Well, we're still going out for our summer plans. Yeah, so we still got summer plans. We're gonna be all over the Midwest, etc. Et uh, <laughs> but then we're coming back here. We're for, yeah. uh, we're making it our semi permanent home. home. Yeah, yeah home it'll base, be a home base. Exactly. Like, there's so many adventure. Like, man. Don't think it's gonna get boring because there's just so much shit to do like around here that we're so excited, including like all like three national parks and well that's just on the U.S. side and then so much stuff in Canada that we haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. It's very close, and why we picked here is partially well in large part because there's year-round outdoor activities. Totally, uh, we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah, so 
we'll have plenty to report in terms of adventure. But you know, we know you don't come to us just because we're full time RVers. Like that's like never been like the whole thing. So uh, not a lot will change in terms of content, except that like we might do a little bit more like reaching back into the archives for some things in terms of route planning type stuff. When we talk about like we've been talking about like our 2022 trip, we might reach back and talk a bit about our 2021 trip before we get back on the road for the summer. But you know, there's a little more to it than, than just travel plans and stuff. But I yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We're cha- yeah, we're changing up our style a little bit. We'll be mostly stationary during the school year. It's like kind of the end of an era. Kind of. But like it's just the evo- it's the next step. It's the evolution. Oh, it so is. <laughs> like it's not like the end because we're not going back and we're not doing exactly what we were doing and that kind of stuff. Oh, no, it's not like, at all. Yeah. Like we're like evolving into like, yeah, now our home base is this really beautiful mountainous adventurous place. Mm-hmm where we get to prioritize the things that we've really come to love doing and we have access to great destinations like within like half a day's drive from where we live. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's worth talking about too, like when we decided to hit the road full time. Yeah. We kind of were thinking of it as like, hey, this is a window. Yeah, this is like a year, maybe this is a, a couple. Yeah, I know. We were like, oh yeah, we'll do this for a year. <laughs> yeah. A few years later, but anyway. Right. And I think, man, it's always been like, a, we'll see, we'll, you know, we plan the next six months to a year at a time and mm-hmm. like, we're open to where that takes us and like, to like what our family members want and things like that. And so mm-hmm. um, there was a desire from the kids to go back to public school. And so we're going to try that for a year and then we'll see where we're at. Well, I think too, like. Probably it'll be like for a few years. But. A desire from us to slow down for the winter and then we just fell in love with this place. <laughs> it was all, I think it was kind of always on the table, kind of in the back of our minds. Yeah. When we first started, like when we got here and we're, mm-hmm. like we're enjoying living here. So yeah, sure. It was always kind of like, well, let's test out being stationary. Do we like it? Are yeah. we okay? Like, did we go stir crazy? Yeah. Are we all right? And like, the answer and is yes, a little. Yes. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> but also, yes, it's it's good here. It really is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, for all the reasons we've said. Mm-hmm. So we found a little, uh, so as you might imagine, the rental market here is a little interesting uh, with it being kind of the most popular tourist destination in the state. I mean, other than like Seattle. Yeah, I think there's something about Leavenworth being like the most popular tourist destination. Sure. Anyway, it's like it's straight up tourist town as opposed to like, yeah, the city. Anyway, so living here can be challenging. Yeah. But we found, uh, we looked at a few houses and we found one that we really like. It's a cute little 1912 farmhouse, Mm -hmm. like 1,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. uh, So not huge or anything, um, but just right for us. Mm hmm. And it's got some property so we can park the Airstream there, which we really, that was like one of our key That helps things. so much, yeah. Uh, we're going to be able to park the Airstream like right out the door, which is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the kids get their own bedrooms. We're going to go back to having a freaking washer and dryer. That is actually, so. The dishwasher, I'm like, whatever. The, yeah. The washer yeah, and dryer, I mean, like, whatever. I'm like, stoked. And fiber internet. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> those are, those are the That'll definitely help. <laughs> We're gonna oh, have the fastest internet. Laundry we've... and internet have been challenges on the road. We're gonna have the fastest internet we've ever had, like ever, mm-hmm. living in a tiny farmhouse 
mm-hmm. on the side of a mountain. Yep, it's so true. The property is awesome. It like it's five acres that back. It's like mostly on the side of a mountain that backs up to national forest land. Yep, it's it's amazing. Not bad, and like a few miles outside of town. Yeah, so we're like ten minutes from town. Yeah, no problem with that at all. And about the same distance from Stevens Pass as I am now. Like yeah. a, ten minutes further to Wenatchee, yeah. so not bad. Yeah, it's close a beautiful to the area. Schools. I can't About wait to like, be here in the spring and the fall. You know, like it's a very like remote area outside of Leavenworth proper, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. The school district is the land mass of the school district. I think is larger or about the same size as Rhode Island. What? Yeah, and it's not <laughs> a lot of kids either. That's huge, yeah. yeah. It's huge, but not huge. Yeah, it goes like all the way up the mountain and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's very spread out. It's uh, it's uh, mountains. It's gonna be different. Yeah, mountain towns. Like yes, we definitely. Oh God, <laughs> here's an excitement from this week. What's that? Mountain town shit. We were sitting in bed drinking our coffee, and at like what, like seven o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, I remember and we, this. There was now. this huge boom. Huge, huge. Like, our windows rattled. It's like, whoa, that sounded like an explosion. What it sounded that? like a freaking explosion. We're like, what the fuck was that? That's like, I don't Did know. An maybe, avalanche or something? Maybe, like, a garbage truck, like, dropped the dumpster oh when it put God, it down. Oh, my God. It was so loud. <laughs> it was very loud. So, you know, in a small town, where do you get your news? I don't know. Where? The Facebook group. Oh, <laughs> the small town Facebook small group town that Facebook you've group. now joined. You have to join. Like, yes, we are locals now. This is the thing. <laughs> So anyway, I learned, and because it was on the Washington DOT website, okay, or no, sorry, their socials on their mm-hmm. their Instagram later, yeah, that a large boulder had fallen. There was a big rock slide, uh, in Tumwater Canyon, which is just outside, uh, onto just outside of town, mm-hmm. and there was a huge boulder in the road, and they it was too big for the boulder blasters, so they had to bring in the AVI crew, and have them blow it up with dynamite. That's pretty freaking cool yeah actually (laughs) yeah but yeah it was like it shook the windows of the rig (laughs) yeah and like sometimes you're like oh this is normal life and then you're like wow we live like in a fairly remote mountain (laughs) yeah hey love it i freaking love it it's great we're so happy um but yeah we're still gonna be out for the summer we plan to be out most summers and breaks and we a lot of weekends and uh, we'll have a lot of Pacific Northwest content probably because there's just so much to do around here and this is like why we like being based here. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a lot of, there's a lot of places we haven't been at all really around here. Like I would love to get to Bend for a weekend oh, yeah, or more. Like there's so many places that we'll have for for like as far as destination content, we'll have a lot of things uh, that are like a little bit more localish, but there's good stuff there. And we'll still do long trips in the summers for sure. Yes, definitely for sure. Long ish trips. For I know. We're already like, when can we go back to Alaska? We're like breaks. pretty close here. Oh my so gosh. Probably in another summer. I know too. these friends that we met in the campground are probably going to move to Alaska. And oh, I was like, should we go see them next summer? Well, I mean, like, the, we probably could make it up to Alaska I think for a, bunch a of summer are again. We're getting like next summer too. So, like, we yeah. Should, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? That'd we'll be see. Fun. We'll see. I would love to go back to I love Alaska. I mean, yeah. man, I feel like if you like the remote parts of Washington, Alaska is not that different. I know, I but, mean, like, it is, but now it we live there. So, you know. But we live there because we, we love it. we want something different. We live there because we love it. Let's go to the desert. Sure, sure, sure. I freaking love the desert, too. Me, too. Well, That's the thing. Like, we love everywhere. Wenatchee's basically the desert. So Gosh. 
So we're going to be here and we're going to like get stir crazy after like a year. Uh, I was going to say a few years. But yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not forever. We're not buying a place. <laughs> yeah. No. I do love this little house, though. It's really cute. Yeah. It's got sure. a really nice kitchen. It's it's sweet. It's like, but it's definitely like Cabin in the Woods vibes. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's not very big. There's no central heater air. No. No. But a lot of the places we looked at didn't have central heat. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I wonder why. Electric wall heat. Yeah. What's up with that? What's up with that, Washington? Not sure. Nothing has air conditioning. No. Well, that, maybe, maybe that's here. why. Yeah, because like, if you're not doing central air anyway. Really, I don't know. I think it's just mountain cabin chip. Mm. Anyway, regardless, I was trying to transition to New Mexico sorry. by talking about the desert. Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. The desert, yes. <clears throat> I was just on a Washington cake. <laughs> uh, it's all I'm good. glad to be back home. <laughs> True, yeah. Yeah. Really, Cheers to that. Washington's really my home state. Even though I was born in California and spent a long time in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. It it feels, uh, if not like home to me, like where I aspired for home to be. <laughs> you know, home plus mountains. I feel like I get my we seasons. really needed mountains. Yeah. I get my seasons, but I also have mountains. So anyway, transitioning to like our 2022 recap. We were in New Mexico. We talked about the balloon fiesta. Again, uh, if you want to go back and listen to the previous episode, episode 47, we talk about that in the A block there Mm -hmm. and like all of our tips and tricks and advice on the balloon fiesta. Basic advice is do it and stay as long as you can. Yeah, totally. Um, totally At least once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, do want to go back. Yes. After the balloon fiesta, we went up to New New Mexico. God. We went (laughs) up to Santa Fe. We stayed at Cochley Lake. It's an Army Corps campground. Uh, we stayed in the upper area, the Juniper Loop, I believe. Yeah. I, all of, like, most of where we stayed in New Mexico was totally, like, recommendations from Epperson's, who yes. had spent a long time in New Mexico yes. before that. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, and this was, like, one, this of, is one the of their spots, yeah. campgrounds that they loved, and it was great. Yeah, I really liked it. It was very big rig, big rig friendly. We mm-hmm. didn't have any trouble getting into our site. Mm-hmm. You were like, oh, it's not going to be long enough. And it was totally fine. Yeah, it looked like when we pulled up to it, it was like, are we going to fit the cougar in this? It but was like, angled just right. We like one shot at it. It was fine. Yeah. We were up on top of a hill with like beautiful views, like very New Mexico views. Mm-hmm. It's about 40 minutes away from Santa Fe proper, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's some boondocking outside of Santa Fe that's a little closer and some... RV parks that are pretty expensive and not that great looking in Santa Fe. Yeah. So we don't have anything to report on those specifically. But Coach D was a really nice spot. It's on a lake. It's beautiful. And there's some hiking and stuff right around there. There was, um, a, there's a national monument like right there. And I'm going to forget the name of it now because tired and beers. But um, I want to, oh God. Did we? But it was closed. Yeah, it was. It's yeah. true. Yeah. When we went to Bandelier, it was actually when we were in Cochiti, wasn't it? No. No? No, we could have gone from Cochiti, but we didn't. We went. Okay. It was a drive up from. Okay. For some reason, raining. I thought. We, we, this is the same day we did Valles Caldera, and it was while we were in. Uh, oh, it was the same day, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you could go, you could go from Cochiti also. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. probably an hour drive from there also. Uh, so we did, we did go into Santa Fe a few times. Uh, one time was to go. Oh no, one major time because we went to 
Several times. Well, yes. But the big day. Because mm-hmm. Meow Wolf was the same day as the Three Dinners Day. No, was yes, it? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. I guess that was the same day. Uh, so anyway, if you don't know, Meow Wolf, the original Meow Wolf, is in Santa Fe. And what is Meow Wolf, Clay? Um, It's trippy, interactive, like, art exploration where you go into an alternate universe and solve puzzles. Yes. Yeah. It is one of my favorite things ever. It's like, um... I love Meow Wolf. Yeah, oh, me too. I think you like it even more than me. And But the we've yes. only been to the Vegas and Santa Fe ones. There are yes. a few others. Yeah. But... Yeah. I, I like the Santa Fe one. The Santa Fe one is the original one. When I Okay, so a few things I really like about Santa Fe mm-hmm. as compared to Vegas. Mm-hmm. One, it's a little more open-ended. Yes. Uh, the Vegas one has a very clear, like, game you're supposed to play. Mm-hmm. You can do other things too, but like, and the game is fun. Uh-huh. But like the second time you go, you're like, eh, like I've done this. Mm-hmm. But it's super, super fun. It's super, super fun. And it feels very Vegasy. The Santa Fe one is like, there's a mystery, but also like if you don't do anything with that, like there's, it's still really fun. Yeah. Um, it's also, just cool it's just to like explore. very open ended mystery. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. You're not going to, you may not like, solve it really right like you're just kind of like ah oh, what huh it's like a little creepy but yes. like but like in a good way like in a fun way yeah totally um and our whole family liked it though yes the santa fe one yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh oh i one of the things i like about santa fe also is that you can uh the bar and like restaurant area mm-hmm is you can come out to it and take a break from like kind of the sensory uh, potentially overload. Yes. <laughs> in the main exhibit, and you can come out to the uh, restaurant bar area and enjoy a beverage or food or whatever. Yeah. And take a break and then go back in. Yes. And that's not an option in Vegas. Yeah. There is a bar at the Vegas one. But not like it's not as kid friendly. Like so, like Abby and I went to the bar at the Vegas one and hung out for a minute. But it's like inside the exhibit still. Yeah, and um, you can't really like. I don't think kids can go in there really. Yeah, the the Santa Fe one is like very clearly like in an old movie theater. Yeah. Um, but like the the benefit of that is like the area where you come in is kind of still like the lobby. Yes, from the I movie really theater like that about it. But like. So you're not. <laughs> you can step out of the immersion for a bit. If you yeah, to, exactly. Which is kind of important if you're gonna spend a long time there. It really helps because because it it's very like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like it's really cool, but it's really overwhelming. Yeah, totally. because uh, it's just like, man, I don't even know how to describe it. It's mm-hmm. like the Santa Fe one's a house, mm-hmm. and you go through this house, but then like you're like you step through closets and crawl through the fireplace uh or go down a slide in the dryer mm-hmm. to go to like the other side of it you know yeah 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 it's so cool it's super it's cool it's so so cool it's very interactive there's buttons to press and things to hit and touch and um it's just really sweet yeah you, if if you're at all interested in like weird alternate universe type experience <laughs> It's really like sci-fi, arty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely worth doing. Yeah. Like, love it. Love it. Had a great time. Want to go back. Yes. Oh. Um, I, I got obsessed with one room in the Santa Fe one. Oh, what, what room? The one with that, it almost looked like tribal art. 
Uh, oh, that was so cool. Lines, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you can go hit the buttons to make the music mm-hmm. go in certain ways. Yep. Anyway, continue. No, yeah, for sure. And then I can't remember. There were, I get confused between the Santa Fe and um, Vegas one, but I think there was another one where we like played a game and solved a puzzle or something and then got like, anyway, unlocked a secret. But, but yeah, there's that kind of stuff. And it's just like, yeah, losing my train of thought. But it's art, it's puzzles, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a little pricey, um, but well worth it. Yeah, totally. Definitely like one of those things. It's like, I'll do it again. But that was our sure. afternoon. Yeah, and then we popped over to downtown Santa Fe. We really wanted to go to the Shed. The Shed is a famous Santa Fe restaurant with famous New Mexican food. Uh, you can make reservations. They open, I want to say it's three months in advance, and if you don't make it right at the three-month mark, you're probably not going to get them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So then what you can do is you line up just before four when they open for the evening, and you try to get your name on the list. Mm -hmm. Which we did. We did that, but we had a party (laughs) of nine. Yes, yes we did. And we at four they were said, well, it's going to be about four hours. Yep. (laughs) We'll call you or we'll text you. And we said, okay. Sure, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll hang out around downtown Santa Fe. Yeah. We'll have a good time. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, downtown Santa Fe is beautiful. It's really, like, it's just a neat place. Oh, it was such a gorgeous night. Yeah. Oh, we should talk, about, like, earlier in the week, we did a hike around there, too, and then we went to that pizza place. Mm-hmm. But it's just really, really pretty. And um, we were walking, and it was just good vibes that night. It was like a really, you know, it's fall, and it's got like a good chill in the air, but like everyone's still out. Just really nice mm-hmm. um, environment. So we walked around, but everyone was kind of hungry because um, <laughs> we've been playing around at Meow Wolf and Especially stuff. Especially the kids. Yeah, so the first place we went was a mac and cheese place in like a mallish kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was delightful. It was actually really good. I had tuna casserole mac and cheese with green chilies. I didn't order anything. Oh my God, it was so good. But like I tried yours. <laughs> it was so good. And I tried a couple other people's what and they got there. And they made Littlest some bacon just on her own because she can't have mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Which she really appreciated. Yeah, and that was good bacon too. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> like we, we've got something for you. They were really, really nice. That was cool. So that was dinner number one. Yeah. Dinner number one, exactly. Okay, I have to look up the wine bar. Because the next place we went was this really cute wine bar where was the like, kids ate ice cream and sherbet. I was going to say, yeah, they had like... Um, and we had like a meat and gelato. cheese Gelato. Wasn't it gelato? Yeah, I think... But I think Littlest had sorbet. some sorbet. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let me see. But it had this really great vibe. Like it was like there was music and... Um, I don't know if it was all outdoor seating, but there was a lot of outdoor seating. And yeah, that's it just what felt we like were doing. being at like um no, we were inside, but it felt outside. Okay, because you there was like a mezzanine. Yeah, and, like, but I think it was inside. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Yeah, I really it felt liked outside. it. Let me see if I can find it. Hervé, was it that one? Hmm. No, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that looks right. I'm 90% sure. Okay. We think it was Hervé. 
Anyway, and, that was dinner number two. That was dinner number two. So was we got meat, wine and hors d'oeuvres. Uh, we got meat and cheese. The kids got some dessert, and uh, we split a bottle between the four of us. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it was really fun and like a really good environment and uh, plenty kid friendly, and the people were really nice. Um, and while we were there, we got the buzz that our table was. <laughs> our table came up at. At the shed. At the shed. Yeah. And it was kind of like we went into it like, I don't know, we'll see if we last long enough to actually go there, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not like we like we also went to a few other stores yeah. and listened oh, to did. like street oh, yeah, music. Yeah, we went to and... um, Overland, mm-hmm. uh, like the sheepskin uh, store. Mm-hmm. It's based out of Taos and they had one there. And oh my God, I fell in love with that stuff. <laughs> that I ended up buying me. Yep. Oh my God. Not that day, but no, later. No, like for, for our anniversary. Oh, yep. they're, I love these boots. I still, I wear them all the time. Mm-hmm. So good. They're perfect for mountain town life. Yeah, right. Uh, they're so great. Yeah, we walked all over. The kids ran around and played in the lawn and mm-hmm. like in the little town square area. We it's got that How to Spot place. an Artist book somewhere around there. Uh, that was actually at Meow Wolf. Oh, that was at yeah, Meow Wolf. That was at oh, Meow Wolf cool. in the gift shop. Yep. Cool. So we just, we had such a nice time. And then um, like 8-ish, 8.30-ish, our, my phone buzzes and they're like, you can, you know, you can come get to your ta- table at the shed. And it's like mostly empty by this point, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they seated us and it was so funny. We come, come up and the, the host who was delightful was like, I am so surprised you guys are still here. You actually showed up. Uh, but it wasn't like, mean it was like impressed you know and i was like yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) but they were so pleasant it was so funny uh they were were, delightful to deal with even when i like was putting my name in and stuff i don't know about the rest of the party but like i'd only been just like kind of snacking a little and i was hungry when we went to the shed well we walked a lot whatever it was yeah yeah i was pretty hungry sat down and we had uh, one of the best meals I've ever had, probably. Oh my gosh! It was I don't even so remember good. what I ate. Just something with a bunch of chili. I don't know. Green chili, red chili, Christmas was... tree. I don't know. It oh. was all good. I think I had green and you had red. I don't remember. Yeah, I definitely had red. I don't know if I had both. I I definitely had red. It's just quintessential New Mexican food. It is effing spicy. Oh, so spicy! Like burn your nose. No, oh my gosh, that's spicy. so good. Be prepared because it is actually spicy. Yeah, and we like spicy food. And I loved it, but like, it was spicy. Yeah. Like, it was so good, though. We like, so fun. like crying while you're eating it. Yeah, spicy it wasn't quite that spicy. It was definitely food, like my lips are still burning after I've eaten it spicy. Like, I'm going to regret this later type of spicy. <laughs> oh God, it was so good, though. But oh my God. It was so good. And wow. the vibes are so cool. It's like such a weird place. Mm-hmm all kind of cobbled together and it's a shed you know <laughs> yeah it's like cool though. yeah it's really beautiful it just feels like quintessentially new mexican mm-hmm. really cool experience highly recommend probably get a reservation or you know show up at four put your name in and just go play why the heck not yep but yeah um earlier in the week we went on that hike we did yeah we went on oh god it was like an in-town hike. Let me see if I have it on my all trails. Yeah, I can't remember. We saw you could see the rock that looked like a coffee pot from there. Nope, that's Sedona. That's so, Sedona. Mm-hmm. Oh, huh. 
So Santa Fe and Sedona, the like kind of on the outskirts of town hikes, Are feel sure? very similar. Yeah, yes, they do I'm feel very similar. I'm a hundred percent sure, Clay. Okay. I mean, they're very similar. That type coffee areas. pot tea kettle hike yeah. was in Sedona. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, you say so. No, like, God, I, I can't believe you don't believe me. It's very clearly like when we were in Santa Fe in my memory. I don't know why. No, it was when we were in Sedona. We did the hike in Santa Fe, mm. but it was. I remember the hike in Santa Fe. Yeah, it was by college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a different Jojo hike. was looking for animal tracks for school. Mm, that one? Or was that the Sedona one too? I don't really know. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I tracked it on all trails. Okay. Well, regardless, we went we went on a hike in Santa Fe. It was great. There's so many good hikes there. But anyway, Santa Fe's great. Cochiti was great. Highly recommend. New Mexico is great. New Mexico. Just in general. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. But I don't know how to segue segue into confidence. <laughs> I'm I'm confident that we could come up with some sort of segue for this. Oh my god, it's <laughs> the worst one yet. I'll read a letter. Okay, it. sounds good. Dear friend. Are you a confident person? If you are, how did you get that way? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. First, as it relates to skiing. You need confidence to ski well, to point them downhill and know you'll be okay, to be able to put enough weight on a foot to turn or to stop. But you get confidence from skiing well. It's a bit of a chicken and egg, isn't it? I was also thinking about this tonight as I was driving back from work. It was dark and snowing, and I was slowly making my way down the mountain. I wasn't white-knuckling it or anything. I just was taking my time. I thought about how far I've come in terms of snow driving. In high school, we lived in Iowa, and I generally avoided driving in the snow. I bought my first car during my senior year, a 1989 Isuzu Trooper with locking four-wheel drive, like the kind you have to climb out and lock in. It was actually pretty great, and it got me to and from my internship in school and the Wendy's in between. Well, at my internship one day, it began to snow a bit before I headed home. I wasn't too worried, but it was a bit slushy and slick in the way that it is in the first hour of snow. Everyone, it seemed, was out on the interstate trying to get home before the worst of it hit. I was doing okay, I thought, just driving with traffic in the slow lane, when suddenly two cars in front of me bumped one another and spun out over to the shoulder. I sort of panicked and thought they might hit me and jerked my own steering wheel, sending me spinning out and across oncoming traffic. I wound up on the right-hand shoulder, faced the wrong way. I was shaken and scared and called a family friend for a tow. There was no way in heck, I hadn't learned how to swear yet, that I was going to drive that car home. The police came to check on me and asked if my car had four-wheel drive and if it was drivable. While it had slammed into the embankment on the side of the road, the thing was a tank and was completely fine. The officer said it was unsafe sitting there and did not want me to wait for a tow. He said that he would stop traffic for me and I was going to pull out and drive up to the next exit. 
which was, ironically, my exit anyway. Shaking and muttering to myself, I did as directed and slowly made it home. It was over two years before I ever drove in the snow again, and even more before I would do it willingly. So how did I get from there to casually driving down a mountain in a snowstorm? The simple answer is years or time. It's experience and knowing I'll be okay and can figure it out. It's plenty of time on the road and trusting my own gut and reaction time. It's the miles of proof that I can do it safely. But that all started with that officer making me drive home and the first tentative steps after that. It started with doing it scared, as Elise Myers would say. It started with white knuckles. And it's such a reminder for me as I work through learning to ski and tackling other scary things and bigger unknowns. The first steps always feel like that. Always have the shaking and the muttering and the falling. It always feels like you might not make it about a hundred times before you're sure you will. If I have learned anything about confidence, it's that it starts as a shaky step forward. It starts with fear and trepidation. Confidence is built on uncertainty. You don't have to have it figured out. You don't have to do it right all the time. If you crash on the side of the road, that's just the start, and it's a damn good one at that. Confidence comes from the trying, not necessarily the success. So this week, let's try some shit. Let's take some shaky steps. See you down the road, Jamie. I love that confidence is built on uncertainty. Yeah. It just, I don't know, that feels weird, counterintuitive, right? But it's like, it rings true so much, especially like after the last few years. (laughs) Right. Of like living in uncertainty. Yeah. I just feel like we as people Mm -hmm. are just so much more confident that like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, well, Littlest was telling me the other day, like, well, it's okay. Like, no matter what, like we can, if we work together, we can get through it. We can conquer any challenge. Yeah. And she truly, like, she believes that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is so cool that we have, like, come to that point where we feel that confidence. Yeah, I think so. I think it's... Even in the face of, like, near constant uncertainty. (laughs) Right? I mean, I think that's, like, one of the key uh, side effects about how we've been living. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of, like, yeah, we can roll with it. We can get through it. We can do whatever. Yep. Like. We can, if I get to something I can't quite figure out, I'll just take it slow. You know, to use a skiing analogy, like, just, I can just keep making turns, like, slow down, you know, I'll be fine. Yep. Oh, man. When I took my first snowboard lesson. Yeah. I was on my ass. Literally. Like, over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I'm you. If you all listen to the podcast, you know because right. I talked about it. Yeah, you're I like I'm not sure I'm ever gonna want to how do much this again. my tailbone hurts. <laughs> oh yes, the tailbone saga. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And like I had to do that 
to mm. get to where like I can like I went and, and did my first blue the other day. Yeah, you cruised it. Which doesn't mean that I'm an amazing snowboarder. No, but you weren't like hanging on for dear life where you like, were gonna hurt yourself. I can ride and have fun. Yes. That's like that's like, cool, right? Like the goal is to like not get hurt and to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel good enough about it that I was like, okay, I'm going to spend some money and get my own snowboard. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But it's just so applicable to, like, so many things in life. I really think it is. It's like, um, like even pub- like things that people are often afraid of, and for good reason, but, like, mm-hmm. public speaking. Oh, gosh. The only way you get better about that is just fucking doing it. Yes. You get numb to it the more you do it. I still hate it. I actually kind of like it. But I was a drama kid. Yeah. I did group improv. Uh Uh-huh. I loved that. God, individual speech was awful. Loved that, but could not stand, like, being up in front of people, like, with a prepared speech. Yeah. One of my events was, like, movie review, and I hated it so much I got sick before every time I did it. I don't know. Like... I don't understand what is so hard about being like the only one up there, like with a prepared yeah. Man, speech. Give me a song to sing and I'm great. Like yeah, I'm fine. It's a give different me a musical thing. instrument to play, mostly fine. It's a different thing. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it's weird, right? But it is for me. Yeah. Like goof <laughs> goofing off and yeah. making stuff up on the fly. That seems really hard to me. I don't think I could have ever done improv. Uh you're just up there having fun. You're not worried about it because, like, I'm always worried about it, especially at that age. I was always worried about it. <laughs> I've been improv wrong because, like, whatever. I mean, like, you God. you just trust your teammates. Straight A, straight A Jamie would have been worried about it. No, you just trust your teammates, and like, yeah, it doesn't perfect. like work out every time, and that's just part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, this uh, seems fun. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was so fun. But like, even even though. Other rehearsed things like being part of a musical or a play. Yeah. Or like you said, like playing an instrument or like none of that is as bad as public speaking. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, you were like the lead in the school play. Yeah. No, that's not the same thing at all, though. <laughs> I might have memorized lines, but like, I don't know. It's, it's not the same as just like standing in one place and just yeah. like. No one's thinking about anything except what you're saying. Yeah, it's rough. I can't stand it. But you get better. You get better the more you do it. But you're right. Like, uh, confidence is built on. Like, I'm. I'm sure that if I had the need to do that, like, just doing it would be the way to. I don't learn. I guess my point is that, like, I don't think that anyone who is confident doing something didn't have that initial trepidation like i don't think they Mm -hmm. were built that much differently like i don't think they were given some you know immunity to feeling scared of it yeah i I don't think that there's like anything to it other than like i don't think there's some mystery i really think it's just like people who got confident just did it while they were scared yeah and just kept doing it It's not like, I mean, I guess that's the episode. It's not like some magic thing. And I think that applies to like things like full-time RVing. I think how many times have we met people? 
And I, I'm a big advocate for full time RVing as like a season, as like mm-hmm. it was always going to be like a window for us. And so like I'm yeah. still an advocate for that. Yeah. If you can go do it, uh, I I highly suggest everyone do it for like a year or two if they can. Yeah, wasn't because, one of your coworkers like, I don't know what I'm going to do in a couple of years. And you're like, yeah, try van life. I, I, I love, I think <laughs> it's such a, it teaches you so much about yourself. Yeah. And I, I'm a huge proponent of it. And just because we're like changing up our style doesn't mean that like we don't think it's a worth, like that we're not glad we did it. But uh, I think people still are still doing it. Not done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, you know, like we're changing the style. It's not like, um, it's still very much a part of us, right? Yeah. And so never, never not gonna be <laughs> right, and and I think, I think what I, you know, when people are like, oh, I wish I could do that. Mm, or, yeah, that that's or, something people say a lot, actually. Like, yeah, yeah wow, yeah. that's like so cool that you can do that. Yeah, it's like, well, I, I want to say like, you can too, especially like when it's like privileged people telling us that. Like, right, I was gonna say like, you're yeah, I do have to like, check my privilege, that. but like, <laughs> a lot of times it's other people who like totally could make it happen. Yeah, like freaking private like, oh, equity fund managers. Like, I wish I could do that. It. It's like, yeah. well, actually, you, you could. Yeah, you could if you really wanted to. Just like. Just do it. You know, set the other stuff aside and just do yeah, it. Yeah, stop caring about. <laughs> you should like stop caring about what people think if you're going to like step away from your career for a year or something or more. That is kind of a big deal. Yeah, you have to like. I mean, there's a lot to it, right? Yeah. But it is confidence and it is like mm-hmm. doing it scared and it is. You know, it really applies there because it's like, and you get more and more confident the more you get out there, the more you do. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of this is like, I'm not like necessarily a huge proponent of like ripping off the bandit and just being like, oh, you've never camped before? Oh, uh, go do full-time RV life. <laughs> yeah. People do that and like when it works out, great. But I, I mean, think you're setting less, yourself that's up. that's what we did. Kind of. <laughs> not on purpose, though. We didn't like sell our house and be like, oh, I've never been in an RV before. No. no uh, but no, people no. do that. And that's the thing. I mean, like, more power to them. But, like, yeah. man, it's not for everybody either. Like, I'm a proponent of it, but also I'm not like, oh, everyone should definitely do it for sure. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, like, be like, yeah, I just, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. But, like, if what's holding you back is being scared, like, the only way to not be scared is just to like keep doing it while you're scared. Well, and like find a support network. Yeah, but I think we've talked about like, I agreed, definitely. But like, I think we've talked about like that the the first night of every long trip, we would be like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> this is nuts. What are we doing? Oh my God, this is stupid. <laughs> yes. What the hell did we decide to do? Yes. And... I'm so scared this is going to be dumb and everyone's going to be mad and mm-hmm. everyone's going to hate me for planning this. Yep. And and we did. We hated you. Always. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was amazing. But I I think it's like, you know, you can be, it's okay that this, like the scared makes it worth it, I guess, is how I feel about a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things. But like, it's part of the fun of it. But confidence is kind of a fake it till you make it thing. Or like, a, not necessarily faking it, just like doing it anyway. Yeah. It's not not being scared. It's doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not the absence of fear. It's just acting in the presence of fear. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. It could turn out bad. Right. But like. It could turn out great. Right. 
And like, you're not going to know that yeah. unless you try. Exactly. <laughs> so. What are some other things you've been afraid of? Um, this is going to get deep really quick. Okay. <laughs> Love. Love. No, that's not me. No, not that one. Failure. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, car- right? like career failure. Yeah. Like imposter syndrome is real. Oh God. Yeah. Like whenever I start a new job, <laughs> I feel like I'm faking it till I'm making it. Yeah. Even and- though I'm like 13 years into my career as a successful like software developer. Right. <laughs> whenever I start a new job, which is like every few years, every two to five years. Because like, Software. I'm a modern American. Also a millennial. (laughs) Every two to five years, I'm like starting a new job and like, oh my gosh, like they're going to figure out that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And like, oh wait, oh, actually everyone, everyone's like learning as they go. Oh yeah, that's right. This is how it is every time. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, But like the, the, it's real. Imposter syndrome is real. One thing that I um, thought I was really bad at and then learned that I was okay at uh, just because I needed confidence was pretty much it. I was like networking Mm. and like Mm -hmm. working a room at like a cocktail hour or something. Sure. I actually really love it. Yeah. You're great at that. Uh, I didn't think I was great at it. I thought I was an introvert for most of my life. Turns out I was an extrovert with social anxiety. Mm Mm-hmm. And the way that I got past that is that I went to an MBA program that just forced me to practice. Yeah. I never, for the longest time, I was sweating my ass off and like sweating through all my clothes and my business suits every time I walked up to somebody at a cocktail hour. Yeah. I was looking pretty confident, but feeling pretty awful for a lot of it. And then eventually I got confident. Eventually I got to where I was like, yeah, I'm great at this. Yeah. I love this. Yep. Like, I love meeting people. I remember people's names well. I like, I'm good at this. This is something I can do. For sure. But it didn't come naturally to think I was good at it, even though maybe I am naturally kind of good at it. It's like, I was scared. I I was worried. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy it for quite some time before it came through. And like, literally the the answer is just like, I did it while I was feeling bad. I did it while I was scared. Mm-hmm. And eventually I wasn't scared. Yep. I I wish there was some other way than like brute force, but like this is really the really the answer I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I, Confidence I, comes yeah. from being scared and then like overcoming it. Like you don't feel that confident about something that you were never scared of. I it's feel like, like born of uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Like if yeah. you were never afraid of something, like are you that confident, Ely? Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe. It's, I don't know. Like, I think um, <clears throat> for me, one thing that's been a, a challenge, well, it's not a challenge, but, <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay, making friends later in life. Ah, uh, it's a whole thing. Like, eventually it feels like it just falls into place and it's like, how was this ever, like, yeah. a thing? Yeah. But it's like, just putting yourself out there and like, oh, I should like go to this event and meet people 
Oh, or, it feels so hard. When especially you're older. when you like move to a new place. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Like, I'm sorry we didn't go to bingo tonight. Bingo's not. Oh, maybe we could have met people at bingo. But <laughs> we did. We went. <laughs> we went to the. Okay. Listen, friends. We went to the brewery on bingo night unwittingly for the second time in a row. And this time we got there in time that we could have played bingo. <laughs> the kids and I were all like, what the hell? Let's play bingo. And Jamie's like, no, no way. Uh-uh. No, no bingo. We're like, it's bingo. <laughs> I just hadn't planned on bingo energy. <laughs> well, I we had bingo tired. energy there no matter what. But there I was, was bingo energy there. <laughs> I did not want to bring my bingo energy. <laughs> bingo. It makes me think of Bluey. <laughs> but I don't know. Making friends can be tough. It can. Even like putting though, yourself like, out there can be really hard. Gosh, you call me like campground clay or whatever. Uh, I think Abby coined that one. Mm, yeah. But yes. Regardless. Like, I love meeting people mm-hmm. and yeah. making friends randomly and chatting with people in the campground. But like, I'm so bad at remembering names and I'm so bad at like being like, hey, like we should share contact information so we can stay in touch. Yeah, I always feel like a creeper when I ask somebody for their phone number. I know, but like the times that we have like been like, hey, you're cool. (laughs) Like would love to keep like keep in touch. It's really like I've never regretted it. Yeah, Yeah, totally. That's especially something if you're traveling to get over quick because mm-hmm. uh, forming those connections with people that you like is key mm-hmm. and staying in touch with them Yep, is key to like not feeling too isolated while you're traveling. Definitely. Um, and even if you're introverted, like you still need people. <laughs> uh, I would think so. But yeah. Confidence. I think... This is why older people come off as so confident, like, because it's like they just have so much experience, like, doing shit and being kind of afraid, but doing it anyway. Yeah. I think that's my theory. This is all theories. I have nothing to back this up. I don't know. I, I always feel like youth is confidence. <laughs> well, that's arrogance, maybe. That's ah, okay, okay. <laughs> Confidence has something behind it. Arrogance is like a whole other thing. Yeah, I know all about that. I know you do. (laughs) I'm well aware, Clayton. Oh, goodness. Uh, Arrogance is being like, yeah, I could totally snowboard and then falling on my ass 10 times and being like, never mind. (laughs) Man, I feel like snowboarders fall so much more. Why is that a thing? They just, it's because I think falling isn't so bad on a snowboard. You can get up a lot easier. Oh, well, yes. It's so you definitely, don't like save yourself from falling as much. It's not as possible to save yourself from falling. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> I just feel like you go faster sooner and you're like, whatever, if I fall, whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a different thing. I'm like, please, if I fall, this is a whole thing. <laughs> 
my skis are gonna come off my pole like they they call it a yard sale you know what the skis is like <laughs> what a yard sale yeah it's a thing <laughs> your skis go flying your skis like... go flying <laughs> poles go flying it's all going out regret there. getting the white poles <laughs> you lost your pole in the snow yeah <laughs> i haven't yard sailed like ever basically but i just jinxed myself so i'm sure it's hilarious by my ski no, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's a, a snowboarder out there who rides perfectly every time and never falls. But it's not me. I just feel like every run, I just see snowboarders sitting everywhere. Yeah, I mean, because if you're going for it, like, <laughs> maybe you're <laughs> arrogant. I don't know. <laughs> but if you're going for it. I just like, rarely see Skiers on the ground. That's all I'm You're saying. You're not going to nail it every time. I see a skier on the ground. I'm like, do I need to call ski patrol? <laughs> good. Well, it's because, like, if you wipe out on skis, you can really fucking hurt yourself. Yeah. Like, I feel like. I don't know. I'm keeping my speed in check, like, a lot because I'm like, that, that can't happen. Right. And. When you're on a board, it's like, yeah, I mean, you can also I mean, most of the time, if you're, you can have like a controlled fall. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Cause you're like, you're, yeah. You just like kind of sit down. I don't know. Have you ever surfed or skated? Like, it's I like have that. Surfed. I've not skateboarded. Right. But it's like that. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not, it doesn't feel as bad as if you fall. Right. Falling on a skateboard is. Well, I feel like falling on a skateboard is about the same as falling on rollerblades, so yeah. Um, actually I feel like falling on rollerblades is worse. Yeah. So maybe it is a pretty good you can analogy kinda, then. Kind of like falling on a skateboard is pretty low stakes because you can kind of bail. <laughs> yeah. Falling on rollerblades, you're like, well, here I go. But if you're really if you're committed on a skateboard yeah. and you're really going for it yeah. and you fall, yeah, you can hurt your <laughs> you can you can kick your own ass. <laughs> but yeah, on a snowboard you're strapped in, so yeah. You know, you it's, you know, you can't bail as easily. That's, you're just, that's you're just, the part that's me on a snowboard. Cause like, yeah. Your skis pop off. I mean, your snowboard can pop off if you Seems fall bad. really hard. Seems bad. <laughs> if your skis are popping off, like, man, how did we get on this tangent? They're meant to pop off. Yeah. Like, it's so you don't break your knees. Mm-hmm. This is why it's important. Or break to... your skis. I this saw someone I, with a broken ski the other day. That's insane. That sucks. So this is why you don't. So this is why the din setting is so important. Okay. On your skis, man. I am like a brand new skier, so fuck if I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's how tight your bindings are, right? Like how easily they release. Okay. Um, if you ski really fast and really aggressively, you want it kind of high because mm-hmm. you don't want to like be. This is what hap- was happening to our littlest. She was like stepping out of her skis. While skiing, because she was like over skiing what her settings were. Gotcha. But the problem is, you want to err on the side of looser, right? Because if you do fall and twist weird, you generally want your skis to pop off. Yeah. So that you don't like twist Hurt around yourself. with them. Yes. Yeah. Or break your ski. Yes. Yeah. So you want your settings to be so that they would, if you're going your your normal speed and aggressiveness, that they would pop off if you have kind of a bad fall. Yeah. So, uh, but if you see videos of like people who like are going over jumps, but they leave their skis behind. behind. <laughs> have you seen that? No, that's uh, there's funny. Video, there's some that's videos good. out there making their own. Uh, then they, that's, you, you didn't turn they're, they're, They didn't crank it up high enough, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Didn't, you know, people leave comments like didn't set it to, which is like basically where our child is at. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's based on your like weight and stuff and then like what type of skier you are. Nice. But basically the, the approach I've taken is like, I'm not going to crank them up anymore until I'm like falling out of my skis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want, I, I value my knees too much. I don't know, snowboard bindings, there's a bunch of different kinds, but like, they're kind of made so that you don't lose your board. Yeah. Like. Otherwise you need like a leash or something, right? Well, and you're supposed to have one. Yeah, that's weird. But like the rentals don't even have them. Well, they do. They do? Well, at Mission they do. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They have to put a leash on every single one at Mission. Really? Yeah, and you're supposed to clip it onto your boot, but like, who does that? I've never noticed that. That's interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of resorts have rules about it, but then like the rentals don't even have them. Yeah. Because, but anyway, they they never fall off. Uh, but, have you ever seen the videos of the snowboard sliding down the <laughs> it can um, It can happen. Especially like if you have an issue like leaving the lift or something before you're like, you've got both feet strapped in. Sure. Okay, fine. Maybe you didn't get your bindings on your lead foot appropriately yeah. or something. I don't know. I don't know, man. Weird <laughs> shit happens. I don't know if you guys, what your snowboarders are doing. Just send the board down the hill without you. Yeah, that's not usually a good thing. No, you can be in big trouble. Like, that's yeah. the thing. That's like one of the skier code things mm-hmm. or like snow, like mountain code things yeah. is like you're, you have to be in control of your equipment at all times. That's why skis have brakes when they pop off. Those yeah. things they, pop down mm-hmm. and they break themselves so they don't. So yep. that's why skis don't need leashes, because mm-hmm. they break themselves. That makes sense. I think sometimes telemark skis, though, are a little different. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, this is very wonky about skiing. <laughs> We're a skiing but podcast just, now. That's what I said. But just do it. Just try the thing. Try yeah. the thing. If you're scared, if you think you're too old, if you think you're too whatever. Mm-hmm. Just we've, try it. We've talked about Dungeons and Dragons before. Just yeah, try it. Yeah, that can be scary, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, yep. oh, I'm acting. This is weird. Yep, just try it. Just try it. Like, if there's a thing in you that you want to do and you think, I'm scared to do it, just think, I'm scared and I'm going to do it anyway. Yep, and it might cost a lot of money. God. I'm here to tell you, just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come to us for financial advice. <laughs> I think we established this early on. <laughs> like, I don't know. Does it make you happy? Sure. Do yeah, that. Right. Exactly. Rent a house on the mountain town. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Buy the snowboard. Cheers to that. Drink, oh, the- drink the beer. Have the fun. <sighs> it's not your fucking latte. <laughs> it's not the fuck. Oh, my God. Buy the fucking latte was the yeah that yeah, that was the uh project mm-hmm. but yeah like life is short right and confidence is the trying not the not the succeeding ooh yeah bring it back around yep cool yep well I think we've talked long enough okay. <laughs> maybe our listeners might want to tell us yeah what they're trying and yeah, trying to build confidence yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You can get a hold of us at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. You can also find our substack at lettersfromtheroadpod.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us on the socials at Letters from the Road Pod. I'm s- starting to post there a little bit more again. It's been interesting to balance the social s- stuff with my um, actual like physical work and skiing obsession, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad you're here, friends. Please uh, get a hold of us whenever you can or when you want to. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank We'd you. love to hear from you. Thank you for those of you who have already. Yep. Tell your friends about our weird little show here. Um, <laughs> and look forward to Library Trolls coming in a few weeks. Yes. Podcasting. Making multiple podcasts. That takes confidence. Does it? I don't know. Uh, that might be the arrogance. I'm not sure. <laughs> Regardless, we've done it a lot. We like to do it. It's fun, and we're glad that you're here and uh, happy to be putting out a show that we're proud of. Yep. Thanks again to all of our pen pals. Again, if you want to, uh, you can support us by going to lettersfromtheroadpod.com and uh, hitting that upgrade button. Yeah. Sending us a few bucks a month. Yeah. It's not any more than your fucking beer or latte. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to this show this long, or even if you just started listening to it, if you're at the end of the show now, it might be worth considering, hey, did you like this? Give us some money. Why not? If you didn't, bye. <laughs> what are you still doing here? <laughs> Go. Go home. <laughs> the movie's over. That was a Ferris Bueller reference, huh? Yeah. Thanks for being here, friends. We're so glad you're here. And until next week, we'll see you down the road. Bye.